Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. This is Oilers Now. It's 106 in Edmonton. We just had Louis DeBrusque on the show in the next hour. For Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke, and from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, who is also Post Media's uh, COVID specialist in uh, Edmonton uh, for both the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun. Weather's Now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're joined by Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian, how are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. How did your extended radio uh, day go so far today? I had Hockey Central, so I did Calgary, uh, Vancouver, Hockey Central, now one now of my Edmonton. favorite shows, Edmonton. <laughs> what are your three favorite shows of the last day? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Thursdays is my busy day usually. All right, awesome stuff. Uh, look, there's there's no way to, and, and you've never been afraid to uh, to lend your support to certain causes. Uh, one that I really appreciated is uh, you gave a lot of time to our military uh, when you were in the NHL executive. Uh, you had your own personal challenges uh, in in unique situations uh, that maybe made you more aware of certain situations. Uh, I'd, I'd like to just uh, open. Sort of open the floor to you. We had Kevin Weeks on Monday. George was on Tuesday. Louis spoke about it today. Just you know, you you have dual citizenship. Just a thought on on what clearly are changing times currently in North America. Well, I'm from Minnesota. Like like people will check and and correct me and say, "Oh, you're from Rhode Island." I was born in Rhode Island, but I grew up in Minnesota, so I've been watching it very closely. It's a horrible tragedy. But I really believe it was a tipping point, and you're going to see things change. So I said two days ago they needed to increase the charges on the original arrest officer, which they have. I believe federal charges are going to be filed against them at some point for civil rights violations. 
I said they had to charge the other three officers, which they have. Um, there's a systemic issue in the in the legal system in the U.S., and they've got to fix it. They've got to start firing and charging cops that break the law. They've got to eliminate the virtually unlimited liability uh, or immunity these guys have from personal lawsuits. They've got to have better training, uh, and they've got to have better review. So right now, and, and people know how much I love the police. The police are so important. They have such an important job, and most of them are wonderful people with great consciences and just want to help. But they say it's just a few bad apples, and I believe that. But the strength of the police, police unions and the insularity of the review, we, we take these bad apples and we insulate them. We let them get away with it. So they've got to go to federal uh, review boards that have some objectivity. They've got to fire and charge cops that break the, across the line. And I think we're really truly at a, at a tipping point here. I think change is going to happen. That This is not the first black man who was wrongfully killed by police. It's parade a parade of them, one after another. But this is the one that appears to have caught everyone's attention, and it's time. Let's fix the system. Brian Burke joining us on Oilers Now. Brian, uh, again, you've you've spoken your mind on a number of topics. Players, and and I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a 22 or 23 or 24-year-old player, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe trying to formulate some thoughts on this. You've also been a representative of a player, and you've been a general manager and an executive for players. What are your thoughts on uh, should there be – should there be an expectation? I don't think I don't believe there should be an expectation, but I think it's an understanding. You know, I understand why players want to comment on social issues, and I think it's great that many of them have. But I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Well, I think a player can use this platform to great advantage. I mean, I give the example when I was in Vancouver, for example, when Brian Burke spoke on an issue, it carried some weight. The general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. When I was in Anaheim, it didn't. So I didn't have much to say. So I think players do have a platform. They are respected. People listen to them. And I encourage my players all along, if you see something you don't like, you want to take a side on a social issue, go ahead. We'll back you up. Now, the issue becomes, I mean, this is a clear-cut issue to me. No one can argue that the system isn't flawed. You get into... uh, you get into issues that are in the middle, and there is another side to it, and you invite debate. Uh, but I think a player is entitled to take a pass on commenting on this, too. I haven't said anything about this issue till now, and not because I don't follow it, not because it doesn't concern me, but because in my job, I'm not a news commentator, so I don't bring up issues unless they touch on hockey as a rule. This is an exception. But I tell players all the time, if you're not comfortable talking about something, you don't owe anyone a public position on an issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, we can extend it to a different type of scenario where some players want to be the guys in the, you know, let's rephrase it, have no problem being the guy that's doing the photo op in the hospital visits, and other players would do hospital visits and not even let people know. Because they didn't want any, you know, pomp and pageantry. They just wanted to go see the kids. And you've talked about this before with the Sedins, that they at times didn't tip off people in your own organization that they were going down to see people, uh, kids at the children's hospital. So there's the yeah, different I, range, right, in terms of how players yeah, and, can be. And I tried to I tried to teach my kids. I took my kids to Canuck Place, which is a hospice for children or people with life-limiting illnesses. And, and the Griffiths family built it. It's just a tremendous facility. I took my kids there one time. Someone 
a girl, teenage girl, was getting treatment there, and someone broke into her house and stole her uh, CD player and all her, her tapes. So I took my kids there on a Sunday morning. The, the girl had gone home. But I dropped off a new CD player and all the, the CDs that we could identify. Now you say, oh, I could have done it on a weekday, and I could have tipped off a reporter that was there. But I was trying to show my kids, the most good you can do, you do quietly. So a player here could, and you know, so I have never said to a player, how come you aren't vocal on LGBTQ issues? Because they're very important to me, and I'm very vocal on them. But I don't expect players to fight that fight with me. They might not be comfortable with the issue. They might not be comfortable taking a public position. They might not want to get in the crosshairs. Whatever it is, I don't think athletes owe anybody a position on any issue. If they if they feel strong and they want to speak out, great. Brian uh, Burke joining us right now on Oilers. Now, Brian, there's a lot of civil unrest. It's best when it's uh, when protests are done uh, without violence, without uh, you know not allowing the two or three percent uh, take advantage of the situation and, and loot an idiot, uh, you know, or looting idiots and uh, and that sort of thing. But let me ask you this: Do you think the unrest could potentially play? We just got heck for asking this question, but you're from the state of Minnesota. Do you think the unrest could potentially play if we're fortunate enough to get back and playing? And right now that seems like a million miles away and not that important. But if we are able to get back to playing, would there be concerns from some of the NHL operators about uh, civil unrest in some of the potential uh, pod uh, locales? Uh, possibly, but I think things will calm down long before we play. I, I think what the protesters have demanded has changed, and it's already worked. They charged the other cops. They upped the charges on the first guy. The state of Minnesota, the governor, has asked for a civil rights inquiry into the police department of Minneapolis. There is legislation being introduced in Congress to end the unlimited uh, immunity from lawsuits against police officers. They're talking of defunding police budgets so that they have fewer, they do more training, uh, but have fewer officers. Like, there's already the changes in the work. So this protest has been effective. As tragic as it is, this protest has been effective. And I'm with you on the looters. Screw them. You know, they, I, I have no problem with uh, police grabbing all of them. But the peaceful protest has worked, and it's going to continue to implement change. And that's what everyone wanted. So I don't think it's going to continue to be an issue. So, no, I don't think it will be an issue in selecting a hub city. But it could be. Yeah. Where do you think, okay, so the players voted to accept the theory of the 2014 playoff, Brian. There's still a lot of work here to be done before we're 100% on board for playing, isn't there, with the players? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the players want to play. Like, I've talked to, uh, I know uh, we, Anton Strawman has expressed some concerns, but he's got a really bad underlying condition of asthma. Um, the players I've talked to in Texas, too, are like, give us a date. Give us a time. We will show up with our gear. Let's go. And I think that's the overwhelming sentiment. Now, the league tweaked the format and said they're going best of seven in the first round, not the play-in round, the first round, and that they're going to reseed each round, which are two major changes that the players asked for that I've been advocating for for two weeks now. So to me, um, I think they're going to have near-universal participation and enthusiastic participation. 
A uh, couple more questions for Brian Burke here in Oilers Now, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack. Brian, you know both guys, so this might be a tough one for you. Uh, the quote was yesterday, uh, and I, I believe he's walked back the statement a bit, but Ducks GM Bob Murray says he tried to stay out of the dressing room this year to allow Dallas Aikens to coach, but now he feels, quote-unquote, that was a mistake. Some of the kids were allowed to get away with murder this year, and that's over. Accountability in this group is going to change. I got a lot of empathy for the position that Dallas is in here because I would suggest to you that he was pushed when he came here to coach the team to be a little bit more uh, stricter with some of the Oilers' younger players like a Hall and Nugent Hopkins or, Ever- or Everly. What are your thoughts on uh, Bob Murray, who you, of course, know quite well, uh, You know his comments about Dallas's handling of those young players? Well, all those horses, all, all those horses were out of the barn in Edmonton by the time time Dallas got there. Like he told me a great story. Two of their top three young players, and I'm not going to name them. There's no reason to. Uh, he had a power play meeting at say 9:30. They showed yep. up at 9:33, and the door was locked. And and they said, "Well, we're here for the power play meeting." He said, "No, you're not." He locked the door again, and they thought he was kidding at first. Like being late for a meeting, like that's a cardinal sin in hockey professional hockey anyway the 930 meeting you're there at 925 so I don't I don't think there's much I'm not sure anyone could have fixed the the situation when Dallas got to Edmonton those guys had already had their own way for a couple of years and they weren't going to change here I, I I have two reactions to what Bob said first off I'm surprised he said it publicly Same even here. if he feels it because it does push push the coach a little bit uh, but I think the message was to the players more than to the coach. It's like, well, this changes now. We're not going to go through another year like we did last year. But I would have done that behind closed doors. And and keep in mind, when people read this and they say, too easy on players, it's not the old days. It's not like when I played. Like before I played, when you played in the 50s, they would send a guy down by pinning a, pl- a train ticket to his pants. He would come off the ice from practice, and there would be a train ticket with a safety pin on his pants, on his dress pants, hanging in his stall. So, and then the mirror I played, Bob McCann was our coach. They swore at you. <clears throat> they called you a dumb American. They called you a stupid college kid and screamed and yelled. And that was coaching. That's not how you coach today. And right. when he says he's too soft on players, there's not a guy, even the hard-nosed coaches like Torts will tell you, Torts spends hours each day meeting with players individually and softly teaching them the right way to do things. We're only hard on the players because you've got limited time on the bench during a game. But they've got to coach differently now than they did back when Bob Murray played. I think he knows that. All right. That's uh, some quick hitters for you. Uh, Well, some might say it's a somewhat similar situation. Jack Eichel had a terrific season. He was effusive in his praise of Ralph Kruger, by the way, the coach that was here before uh, Dallas Akins. Uh, but he was he did express some frustration level about being out of the playoffs and not even being in the mix of 24. Should the Sabres organization be concerned about Eichel's frustration level? Well, again, if I'm the gym, if I'm Jason Bother, well, I would prefer the player make those comments to me behind closed doors. But I will tell you this, I wasn't troubled by it at all. If I were Jason Botterill, what do you want your star player to say? This is fine. I haven't played in a playoff game yet in five years, but everything's great. So to me, I'd call Jack in and say, we share your frustration. We get it. Not going to yell at you. Don't say it again. Come in and tell me, or you can tell the owners if you want. I'll bring the owners and you can tell them. But to me, 
I would not blow this up at all. If I were the GM, I'd say, all right, kid, you got it off your chest. Now let's get to work. You mentioned John Tortorella. I want to talk about the the Leafs and Columbus. Is that, given the upset last year that uh, the Blue Jackets pulled off, could that be a, a, a potentially difficult series? I mean, Columbus had a ton of injuries during the regular season. They're going to be healthier. And Torts has evolved as a coach. And I think we all know he's a pretty good coach. So is that is that a tough series for the uh, Maple Leafs? I don't think there's an easy series in any of these because, because it's a best of five. You just need your goaltender to steal one game, and then you're you're right in it. So, I don't think there's an easy one. I think Calgary, Edmonton, or uh, Calgary, Winnipeg has great appeal, but I think the I most agree. intriguing one is Toronto and Columbus. I think Bob, you hit it right on the hit that nail right on the head. It's going to be skill versus will, and Torch is going to have that group. They lost over 400 man games to injury. They're all healthy now, except for Josh Anderson. They will have a healthy lineup. And that team works like a bunch of dogs. So, yes, they've got their work cut out for them, Toronto does. By the way, I love Josh Anderson. Do you think he can get it back? They're going to be in an odd spot there, right? Because they have to uh, – or, no, did he get the ex- – he was represented by – Ferris had him and he had Athanasiu. Love Josh Anderson as a player. I, I'm hoping he can get it rolling. Uh, you mentioned Calgary, Winnipeg. Who do you like in that series? Oh, I'm not picking yet. We're going to get a lot okay. closer before I pick that. I, I don't want to be unpopular for two months unnecessarily in one of those two cities. I mean, obviously, the, the key factor is the goaltending. Connor Alibuck's been the best goaltender in the National Hockey League by a comfortable margin for the last two two months. So that one, if he plays like that, uh, Winnipeg's got a good chance against anybody, including anyone when they play in the first or second round. Brian, uh, the feedback we're getting here on our Ashley Fine Floors line, Berkey killed it today. Hey, thanks for doing the show. Have a great weekend. My pleasure. Thanks, Bob. You bet. 122 in Edmonton for Canadian Power Pack. That is Brian Burke. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, again, Brian Burke uh, bringing it on today's edition of Oilers Now for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. So, you know, Brian has a legal background, and he is from the state of Minnesota. So uh, in his eyes, uh, the protests are working, and we are seeing some change, and that's a good thing. And again, from his perspective, it's the athlete's prerogative uh, to say something or not say something. Uh, You can keep texting us, and I, I, I will reiterate, there's an old saying, right? Money talks, wealth whispers. Um there were some players, and I'll always go back to the Sedins who Brian had. They were the type of guys that they didn't tell their uh, their web team that they were swinging by uh, the children's hospital. They just went ahead and did it because it wasn't about uh, any form of public recognition to them. I've always thoroughly admired those players uh, and the way they conducted themselves. There are different ways of doing things, and uh, I think that most of you that listen to the show, you get to a, a – I, I will say this, you know, uh, you learn through the course of your life, and you make mistakes in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, and you look yourself, Brennan, I hate to tell you this, but there's going to come a time when you're in your 50s and you're looking in the mirror and go, I can't believe I did something so stupid. And in my case, that's probably two to three times a day. So just kidding. 
four or five. But anyhow, you learn and uh, and you grow. And the older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. And uh, you try to be as well-versed in as many different areas as you can. But it's great to have a guy like Brian Burke uh, do our show. All season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown uh, want you to stay safe but stay positive during these challenging times uh, dealing with the pandemic. And uh, now that the retail world is starting to reopen, your friends at Brent Ridge Ford and Wetasco are hard at work. The entire inventory has been repriced to make it easier for you to get a new Ford. Get up to 18K off remaining 2019 F350s. Hurry, there's only a few left. Plus, Mustangs, Escapes, Explorers, and even the Rangers are on sale. The New York Rangers are on sale? No, no, no. James Dolan, uh, owner of the New York Rangers. Uh, they are not on uh, on sale. Uh, let Uncle Milt, uh, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update. More ongoing coverage of COVID-19 pandemic with Eileen Bell. And when we come back on Oilers Now, David Staples for the cult of hockey. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.